Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live from sunny Southern California. Welcome, welcome, welcome in. Um, There's a lot to get to today, and we have a great show planned for you. Remember the Doug Gottlieb Show, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports, Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Um, All right, we've got some all pro talk. We got John Middlecoff's going to join us. We'll talk all the games. James Jones is going to join us. We'll ask him about the Packers laying in wait and how hard or easy that will be to have the week off to get fully rested, fully healthy. We got more picks. Keep in mind, my picks. 60% 60% uh, in the NFL regular season. Okay, 60%, 80, 54, and 1. You can check them out. They're all posted uh, for, for you to remember. Also, I do think there's epic foreshadowing of what we're going to see between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers. What is that foreshadowing? You just have to stay tuned here the DG Show. I uh, got a little college hoops talk, a little NBA talk. Um, no real baseball. Don't care. By the way, did anybody else see hockey? Like, again, I'll be just because I don't work at ESPN anymore doesn't mean I don't watch ESPN at all anymore. But hockey on, on like a Thursday night in the winter is so weird to me. Literally, I, I don't know anything about hockey. And then all of a sudden, they, they flashed up something about Connor McDavid. I was like, oh, I've heard of him. Moving on. I'm not trying to sit here and belittle hockey fans. Every radio stat will tell you that uh, generally hockey fans don't listen to sports radio and sports radio fans hear hockey and go click. It, it's a cool sport. It's got the fan base that it has is crazy, but God, I saw it and I was like, I don't even know anything. about. I literally only know some of the teams in the sport. And even then I don't Isn't that weird. Cause I remember when I was a kid, 93, that was big. When, uh, when the, when the Kings went to the Stanley cup finals and the curve stick was that Marty McSorley, Marty, I'm getting some nods. Marty, Marty McSorley. Is that who had the curve stick? All right, good. That's it. That's that's the limit to my hockey knowledge. There's your hockey minute. We'll talk about the NFL. Why? Because everybody cares about the NFL. Right? And the Raiders take on the Bengals. Now, this is a rematch of a game earlier this year. And you'll get people to say, look, I know the final score wasn't close. I get it. I know the final score wasn't close. But it was 17-13 before it got away from the Raiders. Very true. Okay. Very true. That 17-13 was the score. And it got away from him. And the Bengals put him away late. But there are things that are not discussed on sports radio. There are things that are not discussed on sports TV. On TV, we talk about lame things like, I'll think they want it more. Or bulletin board material. That's what decided the game. You know what really decides the game? Matchups. Quality of play. Play calling. Individuals' competitiveness sometimes is, is, is a key factor, although you get to the 
playoffs and everybody's competing and playing hard because it is, in fact, your last game if you lose. But what about the, the things that people don't discuss enough? Culture, that's kind of talked about, but hard to really put a, uh, um, a, a finger on. Okay? Confidence, how a team's playing like that, their level of confidence. Raiders are a confident bunch. And here's the other culture, confidence, and here's the other C, conditioning. Now, conditioning is kind of a vague term, but most people who play sports know it's a very, very real thing. And you may think when I say conditioning, it means the Raiders are out of shape. No, it doesn't mean that at all. Okay? doesn't mean that at all. But when you play in the NFL, that time off you have is not just to prepare in terms of the schematics, breaking down tape and trying to figure out exactly what's going on. But the, the, the time that you have off, you need to rest your body. NFL games are very, are, I don't have to tell you, but they're violent. And playoff teams are a heightened level of violence. You know, there's a thing in the NCAA tournament that most people who know have been to these sites. You play that last game on a Thursday night or a Friday night, and then sometimes you'll play, you know, a Duke or one of the higher seats. You play the first game on a Saturday or Sunday. Even though you have a day off, you really have a half day to a full day off less than your opponent. It's a real thing. That's the case here with the Raiders and the Bengals. The Bengals are better than the Raiders. The Bengals are healthier than the Raiders. The Bengals have already beaten the Raiders. The Bengals, like the Raiders, should have confidence, albeit they don't have any playoff confidence because they haven't won a playoff game. But the same could be said. The same could be said for the Raiders, right? I think, all I can think of is Yannick Ngakwe. Was he on the Jaguars? I think he was on the Jaguars when they went to the AFC Championship game. But in terms of, like, Derek Carr's never played in a playoff game. Remember, he got hurt last time they actually made the playoffs. So I think the Bengals are a pretty confident bunch. The Bengals are a team who, um, you know, they end the regular season with a loss to the Browns, but they don't play their dudes, right? So they are fresh and rested. They had a week off. They had won three games in a row, including beating the Chiefs, at home, solidifying their spot in the playoffs. So with that in mind, confidence, culture, not issues. Conditioning, massive issue. Massive. There's a lot of things that go into it, right? But when your team falls apart late at home against the Bengals last time they played, Bengals scored 19 points. In the fourth quarter, they scored 22 points. In the second half, they win 32-13. There's something that it was 16-13 to early in the fourth quarter, and then it just got away from the Raiders. That's conditioning. Um, remember, Darren Waller played, but was healthier when he played in that game. We'll see his level of health this time around, as he wasn't really a major factor. He had seven catches, 116 yards. The Bengals did a great job of making the Raiders play uh, left-handed, make them just throw the ball a ton. And Joe Burrow wasn't the Joe Burrow that we see now. Like, there's a lot that goes into that game as opposed to this game. So many things have changed. But the biggest thing to me is, it's not that the Raiders, remember the Raiders got 10 gift points last weekend against the Chargers. Zay Jones flops in the end zone, at near the end of the first half, 
that becomes a first and goal to go. Paul wasn't catchable, and it wasn't even P.I. That's, that's seven. And then, of course, Brandon Staley going for it, fourth and two at his own 18, led to a field goal. That's 10 gift points from the Chargers. Now, I don't know if the Bengals have given any gift points. I haven't seen Zach Taylor coach in the playoffs, neither of you. And I don't think the Raiders are poorly coached. But I do think that the depletion of the Raiders' uh, defensive secondary combined with the confidence and now experience of Joe Burrow. And now the Bengals are fully healthy in terms of their pass game. There is weapon after weapon after weapon. But the biggest thing to me is the Raiders played basically Monday morning. And now they got to play Saturday, the early game, to take on the Bengals. The Bengals haven't won a playoff game in forever. There'll be unbelievable energy in that building. And the Bengals can dial up their own energy because they're fresh, they're rested. That's a real thing. But the last thing is this. We see this oftentimes. And we see this oftentimes in the playoffs and in the bowl season. You know, one of the reasons that certain conferences have better bowl records than others is, look, if you take the top, couple of teams from a conference like the SEC or the Big Ten and you put them in the then BCS and now or the New Year's Day Bowls or the college football playoff what's left are teams that are elevated above their actual talent actual skill if you will I said this about the Broncos when they reached the Super Bowl with John Elway they weren't that good John Elway rescued them made them into Super Bowl teams and then they got exposed we've seen in the playoffs previously team sneaks in the playoffs not really that good and then they get lambasted because, well, they weren't really that good. They're not truly a playoff team. I think that's the Raiders. Like, look, if Gruden's the coach and the Raiders are fully healthy, and, you know, maybe, maybe. But if we're being completely honest, right, the Colts, whether it was quarterback play or their, their massive injuries and COVID issues, that, that is a roster that should have been a playoff team. The Chargers absolutely should have been a playoff team. The Bengals absolutely should have been a playoff team. The Raiders are below those teams. They're really not of the caliber of those three. Bengals just, the, excuse me, the Browns. The Browns had a ridiculous number of injuries. The Colts, a ridiculous number of injuries and COVID shutdowns. And the Chargers had the COVID, had injuries, and frankly, just kind of crapped the bed a couple of times. And end up not in the playoffs. Raiders steal a couple. Beat the Chargers in overtime. And now are in the playoffs. And they have far and away the shortest rest. And they didn't get the rest of their players. We talk about things that don't matter oftentimes. On television, on radio. Who wants it more? Zach Taylor versus, you know, Rich Basaccia. They're not going to do anything against each other quarterback versus quarterback. Well, they don't actually play against each other. You know what really matters? Your culture, your confidence, your conditioning. Both teams are confident. Both teams have changed their culture. The conditioning battle, and frankly, the talent battle, it's the Bengals. It's the Bengals. All right, more picks upcoming, more discussion on some of these games. The Bengals are a five and a half point favorite. I obviously like the Bengals a great deal. A great deal. 48 and a half would mean, you know, if, if the Bengals were to win 30 to 14, right? 30 to 14, that, that is under. Excuse me, 30 to 14 is 44 points, right? right? I like the under. 
and I like the Bengals. More picks to come. The All-Pro team, All-Pro first team, was announced this morning. All-Pro first team was announced this morning. Guess who the quarterback is? This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We know what a wag is, right? Ramos, you know what a wag is? Uh, what, uh, it's, isn't it like a wife of, of an athlete? Wife and girlfriends. Wife right? and girlfriends, okay, wife yeah. Wife and girlfriends. Wife and girlfriends. Um, so a, wags are, you know, there's websites dedicated to the best-looking wags. And, uh, but now what's, what's super interesting, okay? Um, now what's super interesting is that many of these women are prominent figures, known figures, and they have their own podcast. They have, they're, they're using their popularity to benefit them, start their own thing. They've always had successful wags that have been, you know, mavens for different charitable organizations and such. Matthew Stafford's wife had this message for Rams fans. I'm not going to lie. I have never seen so many of the opposing team's fans at a game. And we came from Detroit and there are a lot of good traveling teams there, but that was wild. Like Matthew is on a silent count. And for those of you who don't know what that is, like he can't call. It's like a, like when he hikes the ball, it's either a loud count where you can hear him. And that's what usually quarterbacks are on when they're at home or a silent count. Matthew is on a silent count. Jimmy Garoppolo was not. Who's the opposing quarterback. It was crazy. I, again, I've never seen anything like that, but um, it made it it made it very hard for us because I guess you know we weren't expecting to be on silent count. Okay, um, there's a, I got a lot of thoughts here. Uh, let me get let me get let me start with Isaac Lowenkron. When you hear uh, Matthew M- Matt Stafford's Matthew, Staff- it's weird for for whatever reason. When my my sister is the only one I know that calls me Douglas, like full name, right? She doesn't anymore, but maybe it's because I gave her crap about it forever. Uh, But he does go by Matthew, Matthew Stafford. It's weird. Ramos, when you hear that, as a Rams fan, what comes to your mind? Uh, I I think it's horrible. I'm not a fan of that at all. You're not a fan of which part? Of all of it. Just just like, it's basically saying like, hey, you have to be nice to my my husband and his team or or else, you know. That's not what she said. She's just like, look, man, we're, we're I, not used to having this many road fans. That's crazy. We're at a home. Where are the home fans? Mm. I'm a Rams dude, fan, and I, I just sounds like it sounds like whining to me. I, I, I that's football, man. What do you, I mean, I don't know what to say. You're playing at home, John. I, I know. I it doesn't matter to me where you play. It's do you win? <laughs> I mean. I, I don't know what to say. I, we she talked about talking, this yesterday. In, in, we talked about that, this. In I disagree with her. In that particular clip, she did not talk about, it wasn't about anything. It wasn't about, about why they lost or any sort of excuses. It was just like, hey, that's a weird thing, right? And I think we could all agree mm. that's a weird thing. for the. It's been talked about with the Chargers. Hasn't been talked a ton about the Rams in terms of, in terms of having a home field disadvantage. Jay Stu, when you hear it, what do you hear? Well, first of all, um, I don't know where Kelly's from, okay? 
But she did say, you know, we came from Detroit. I assume they met at Georgia, what have you. But somehow she goes Valley Girl right away. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, I can't believe. These I'm not gonna lie. I've I'm never. Not gonna lie. I'm 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 not gonna lie. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew was like, he's on a silent count. Do you know what a silent count is? It's like when there's a silent count. And then when it's like a loud count, that's like a loud count. And they, that's what they do. I'm not going to lie. I love that I don't part. think that's Valley Girl. I think that's that's West LA Girl. Yeah. yeah that's, that's definitely, right. that's, and, and honestly, that's how my, my sister's from Orange County. She lives in Northern California. She does not say hella. She goes, that, that's how she goes. Yeah, you and I so both are you guys, grew up Are you guys going skiing this weekend? I have basketball to do. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Okay, anyway, go ahead. But, I mean, I I, I think uh, I'm on the opposite thing with John here. I, I think it was kind of shameful that the, the Niners fans took over that game on Sunday. Um, I just don't think that, in general, family members should have podcasts and speak on – because she's talking for Matt, and that just it just kind of bothers me in general. That's interesting. I didn't even think about. It. I. I also don't. I. I. There's. You're either the least interesting podcast ever, where you don't say anything, <laughs> or the, right? Yeah, like, like when nobody even like. Why would I listen to that? Yeah, I'm not really sure why anybody would listen to it anyway. But or, or if you're really going to give us what's right. really going on? Now you're giving us way. Now you're giving us way too much. Right now it's like, dude, what are you doing? You're sharing all these. These these details so, you should not be sharing. So you think what she said was just an observation? I looked at it as someone saying, "I can't believe that we were stuck in that situation. How how did that really sucked?" But you look at it as an observation, like like she just said, like, "Hey, wow, more fans were not our fans. That's interesting. That's how you look at it." No, as. no, I I I think she looked at it. She's like, "Oh my god." What she <laughs> want to say is, "Oh my god, what are the Rams fans?" Why, do you not know it's important to Matthew yeah. to have you all here? Oh my God! Like we came from Detroit, and that place is a joke, and still no. Like, look, not one time the, during that game, Doug, that I sit there and watch the game and went, and say to myself, "Man, those Rams fans, where are they?" I <laughs> I would say to myself, "Can someone throw to Cooper Cup and score a touchdown right now?" That's what I can. Someone stop Jimmy Garoppolo from going ninety yards in ninety seconds? That's what I was saying. I'm a Rams fan. I wasn't there. <laughs> I mean, I I'm I just don't I don't get I don't get it. I I'm sorry. Maybe I'm the minority in this. Um, I am a minority, by the way, but in this as well. We are all just on a crazy <laughs> roll today, right? We're good. I've been on a roll for three days. We're good. We're on. Oh a crazy man, isn't that what people? Today. I mean, why would you? You just got done talking about how. You, those those podcasts where people don't say anything. Well, this is not a podcast, and we say something. Sorry, we don't like it. No, I, I got it. I'm not mad. Oh, at you it's say funny. a lot. I mean, you are not an offense. I've told you this a hundred times. You are no fence setter. You are like bam or bam. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, I I yeah. Uh, here we go. Good lord, you idiots turned into the view. That clicking <laughs> sound you hear is the radio's me. This is by a guy. What's his name here? Young Hutch. Right? <laughs> the view. is awesome. Okay. Forbid people speak with each other. And it... Yeah, well, listen. Listen, Matthew was really disturbed by the fact that... I'm not going to lie. Hear. I'm not going to lie. If we're the lie. view, can I be Joy? Oh. <laughs> Joy Behar? She's a, fun, she's, she's a funny one. No, none of them are funny. <laughs> 
They were funny. She was funny, but now it's just they've been on TV too much, and then it's then it's hard. There's I, again, I don't watch, but when I have watched, I'm like, this used to be, I think, good, and now it's just. I, I think it's just uh, that that type of show is better when it's when they were yakking about people instead of like once we get it, we just got in so much into the politics stuff. Like I just need a, I need a, I need air. That's what I need. I need air. You can come up. For I don't care breathe. what side it is. What side it is. I just I need air. I sit there and go like, man, I gotta I gotta catch my breath on this this bad boy. But now let me know that Isaac Isaac Lowenkron wants to be Joy Behar. That's that was that actually I did not. That's one I didn't see coming. <laughs> Neither did I, frankly. Right. Actually, Ramos, let's save that. He said he wanted to be Joy or Joy Behar. Do we? What, which one did you say, Isaac? Because if I just said Joy, I could uh, we could, you could be Joy I Taylor. Could, I could save face and be Joy Taylor. So right. maybe I'll have to hack into the podcast and delete the Behar part. <laughs> no, that thing's living. Matter of fact, Vito, can you make that into a promo? Good. Ah. There we go. There we go. It's it's in. I look. I I don't. Is she offended? I don't know. I just, I don't, I think lots of people that come to Los Angeles don't understand Los Angeles. You're just not from Los Angeles. That's all. You don't understand, like, that's not a big game to, to it, it's a big game to a hardcore, like John Ramos tried and true Niner fan, but to a Los Angeles, no, 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 like, no, Rams fan. Or, or, sorry, Rams don't fan. Don't say that. Don't ever say Niner, that. Big game to a Niner fan, too. <laughs> no, no. Okay? It's a big game to a Niner fan. Oh, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. To their fans. That's correct. Yeah. You know, so th- that's a, that's a big game. But I would also tell you that 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 part of it, um, but but for somebody in LA, it's just well, it's not the it's the last game of the year. They're already in the playoffs. It's not the playoffs. Eh. What was it? I think Jay Stu, you had actually the best the best line for it. Forgive me if I'm uh, forgive me if I'm I'm, I'm like um, I'm mistakenly paraphrasing. But you said like if you're in Los Angeles and somebody says, "Hey, you got Rams tickets this weekend." All you can think of is all the reasons you don't want to go to that game, right? <laughs> that's, that's certainly me. Yeah, I think of the inconvenience before I, I think of the fun, yeah. Okay, so here's what you have to here's what people I think have to realize. This is really important. Okay? It's not just that the Rams weren't here for 25 years. It's that even the most ardent football fan, if you're a hardcore football fan, you've established the the, the habit of every Sunday getting together with people and watching it on TV. We got other things we want to do. But even if the what we want to do is football, you're like, do you want to go to Inglewood and fight traffic and park and go in the stadium and be able to watch one game? Or do you want to sit at home, watch the exact same game and not have to move a muscle? Like, that's it? There's really a discussion in this? So to sit here and go like, well, even in Detroit, there ain't nothing to do in Detroit in the winter. And shame on you, you idiots, for going to the Detroit Lions game. They suck. Exactly. I love these people like, I'm such a good fan. My team has only won two games, but I'm going to show up. Well, then you're an idiot. My team only wins two games. I'm not going there like, I'm only sitting here because I'm a hardcore Lion fan. You must not have a lot of things going on in your life. Now, maybe you have the sunken cost of season tickets. That's another level of idiocy, right? I'm going to keep paying for eight games and two preseason games, hoping that this is the year they make the playoffs. No, thanks. I don't know. I love football. I love it. Um, I do know that LA 
has a ton of great football fans. And I do think it's interesting that the Rams escaped criticism for other teams' fans coming in to SoFi or coming in to the Coliseum in years past because the Chargers were such a joke. But it's just the reality of not being in a place for 20, 25 years and, and what happens in the meantime. But I don't think it's a great look at all for a wag to say, oh my God, I can't believe that there was like so many fans there. I'm not going to lie. The great James Jones joins us. Of course, you can see him on the NFL Network. He was an awesome wide receiver in the NFL. And he joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, yeah, look, it is different. But uh, what do you think of the whole Rams using the silent count at home when they're playing the Niners last week? To be honest with you, man, it's credit to the Niners, you know, credit to the Niners and that fan base to come in there and really turn that place up and let us know, let them know that this is our home, man. I mean, people don't understand how big the fans are in the National Football League, whether you're on the road or whether you're at home. I've been in plenty of games to where all I hear is go pack going that thing. And I'm like, man, are we at Lambeau? No, we are in, we are in Atlanta. But, hey, fans travel. They make it better for their team. I just think it's credit to the Niners fan base, man, for showing up like that, knowing how much that game meant to that organization. A lot of people picking the Niners to go into Dallas and get a win. What do you think? I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people. I, li- I like the Niners in this game. I just, I just feel like the Niners is a very scary team, and I, just, I, I really wish the Rams would have beat them because I don't even want them going into Lambeau and having an opportunity to play my Packers. So I really wish the Rams would have beat them, but they didn't. But the Niners are just that, that type team, man, that reminds me of us when we won it in 2010, that they just they, they clicking at the right time, man. They play the right football. That's the style of football that you need to be playing in the playoffs. Run the football, play good defense. That's what they do. Uh, they're going to be a scary team. I think the Cowboys going to have their hands full. I like the Niners in this one as well. It feels like I just – I don't like Pittsburgh at all going into Kansas City. I mean, you know, on, reputa- on reputation, <laughs> on reputation, Big Ben, but he doesn't have it. On reputation, that defense, but they don't got it. I just, it, it feels a little bit like, I, I don't know if you remember when Marino's last game was. Like, I was pretty young at the time, but that was just such a whooping. I was like, I think I was early on in high school. Uh, actually, that was, that was not, I was in college at the time. And and it was just so bad. Is that how it ends for Big Ben? Well, you know what? I hate to say it, but I think so. Uh, I think it's I think it's going to end ugly for Big Ben. And I hope they go out there and battle. I mean, it's the playoffs, man. I want to see a good game. But the Kansas City Chiefs just got it going right now. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers don't. They snuck in the playoffs, but they do not have it going. They are not playing good football on the offensive side of the ball. There's no way they're keeping up with Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. I think Big Ben, I mean – Kudos, you went to the playoffs your last year, but I think this one right here is going to be ugly for you. You mentioned the pack. That's obviously Green Bay Packers. You're a great player. James Jones, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. So they're going to get Bakhtiari back, right? Jair Alexander is back as well. Um, You give this team kind of an extra week, and all the games are at home. How much does that matter versus the matchups? You You mentioned the Niners. Of course, the Niners, not this year, but in previous years, have been a problem for them. The rest, the playing at home versus matchups, what's most important for these Packers? To be honest with you, I don't think it could get any better for the Packers. You know, you're going into the playoffs and you're getting healthier. Not a lot of teams can say that. 
you know, and it's not even about just getting healthier and getting some guys back that, you know, might help. You are getting back star players on your team, all pro-like players on your team at home in Lambeau. I think it's all set up for the Packers to go. I don't see how they can mess this thing up right here, even though it is going to be some good games. But the Packers, man, I only way they lose is if they beat themselves. You ever seen anything like the Antonio Brown deal? Say that again? Have you ever seen anything like the Antonio Brown deal? Oh, man, I haven't, man. To be honest with you, I was actually watching a game with my son as the whole thing went down. And, you know, it was actually good and bad at the same time because I'm like, man, you, are, you I told I had a chance to, you know, have a father moment and let him know that you already know you don't never a game like that. I don't care what happens. Uh, I don't care what it may be. You know that you do not quit on your team like that. The next thing, I pray he gets help, and I pray that he gets the right help because Antonio Brown, I mean, obviously we've seen what happened in Pittsburgh. We've seen what happened with the Raiders. I mean, out of New England and now out of Tampa. I really just hope he gets help. I hope he gets the right people around him to be able to help him, man, because beyond him playing football, man, I mean, he's a good person. I had a chance to spend some time with him. He's a good person. I just I just hope he gets the right help, man, and I just hate that he left the field like that that way. Okay, so how old's your son? He's 10. So what was, what was he saying when he's watching it? When he's watching it all go down, like, Dad. What is he doing? Like, what what is he saying when you're talking to him? Yeah, he he was he was kind of just shocked, man. He was kind of shocked, like you know, he was like, "Dad, the game ain't over. Where's he going?" And I'm like, "Man, <laughs> I'm like, I know." And I basically just told him, I said, "Man, he quit on his team." And I said, "Only reason why I'm saying he qu- he quit on his team is because I don't care what the coach said. I don't care what's going on. At the end of the day, those are your brothers on the football field. Beyond the coach." Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, those are my brothers. I will never quit on my brothers no matter what I have going on with the coach. You know what I mean? So I would stick it out with him whether I had to sit on the bench. Coach told me to get out of there. I said, I'm not leaving the field on my brothers. You know what I'm saying? So sure. I was just able to really tell him, man, you don't, you don't quit on your teammates, man. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting is, I mean, he quit on Pittsburgh. Remember, remember the last game of the season, his last game in Pittsburgh. He got into it with Ben, no showed, and then wanted to come to the final game. They're like, "Nah, we're 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 good here." So there is there is kind of a, a pattern there. What yeah. about what about Tampa? We talked about how everything sets up for Green Bay. Tampa beat him in in that place last year. Um, yeah. You know, they don't have Chris Godwin. How, how does it go for the? How does it go for Tampa in the playoffs? You know what, man, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes for Tampa because, number one, you lose Antonio Brown. Number two, you lose Chris Godwin. Number three, you're not playing the way you were playing on the defensive side of the ball last year when you were entering into the playoffs. And that was a big reason of why you guys won the Super Bowl. So, to me, this team has a lot of question marks. How are they going to look against the top-tier teams without Antonio Brown, without Chris Godwin there? Because I know Gronk is there and Gronk makes plays, but Gronk is not putting fear in anybody's eyes no more. The only one that's really putting fear in defenses right now is Mike Evans. And if you're able to take him away, I think it's going to be tough on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to move the football. Um, I'm really scared for him in this game. I'm picking him in this game to win, but I'm really scared because the Philadelphia Eagles, 
they play football the right way. And what I mean by that is they run the air out of the football and their defense is playing lights out over this over this winning streak that they've been on, man. So it'll be a good game. I'm looking forward to see Tampa get at it. But this is not the same team entering into the playoffs that it was last year. Uh, most important thing is, as a guy who knows that position so well, um, Cooper Cup, how does he do it? Like, what, what, is, what makes him so special when you watch him at his craft, a craft that you nearly perfected when you played? Well, number one, we've seen the video to, or the interview to where he was breaking it down on what the defense was trying to do when they played Jacksonville. And I tell people all the time, when you understand the game and you understand how people are trying to play you and how people are trying to guard you, number one, you play a whole lot faster. Number two, you know exactly where you need to be, exactly where you got to be to be a dynamic player. And number three, it's credit to Sean McVay, too, by the way he uses Cooper Cup. And number four, he is a phenomenal route runner. And number five, he does not get enough credit for what he does with the ball in his hands. You. When you think about special players with the ball in their hands, you think about the Debo Samuels, you think about the running backs and all that. Cooper Cup, when he gets the ball in his hands, is just as dangerous as Debo Samuel. He does not get tackled by the first guy. He always makes the first guy miss. He's phenomenal with the ball in his hands, and he's an extremely good route runner. And with all that combined into one player, you get the triple crown, and you get Cooper Cup, man, who is really unstoppable, man. If Matthew Stafford has time, good luck guarding Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's nasty. He's filthy. Debo's pretty nice, though, too. Like, good luck tackling that guy. He's amazing. Doesn't matter where they line him up, he's effective. That's, that's what's amazing about, about that guy as well. James, can't wait to see you on TV this weekend, this weekend. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Not a problem, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. James Jones, join us. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Quick story. Um... So Kurt Warner has a gym at his house. And Kurt Warner, he'll shoot a, a thousand, a couple thousand shots every day at his house. It's like a short court, but, and so on, I think, I'm, I, I'm trying to think what mornings, many mornings, but almost always Saturday mornings, he'll have a pickup game at his house. So I called a Arizona State, Oregon State game on like a Friday night a couple years ago and rolled over to Kurt Warner's house to go play hoop. And I get there, and I hop in, and we're playing. And then all of a sudden, the door opens, and, like, in walks, like, a dude who's just, you know, like, you know, built like a, a – Kurt's got other pro athletes in there, but there's the guy's, like, 6'4". Looks like he just got off the football field. So, of course, we start playing – like, Kurt points to him, and he's like, you got him. Okay. I'm guarding James Jones. Now, granted, I was a good basketball player, but this is like years ago. He's like just off the football field. He, uh, he's a very good basketball player. Crazy good athlete, obviously. That was not a fun fun morning for me. You know, you get done, Kurt's like sweating. He got all the shots up because part of the rules is you want to be on Kurt's team because he's going to take all the shots. He's going to call the fouls. Nobody's going to argue with him. But the other thing is he's going to guard. He ain't guarding James Jones. That ain't happening. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I love how people listen to radio. I love it. Because they hear things that I like that didn't actually happen or maybe it did happen and Doug Gottlieb show is brought to you by Bet River Sportsbook, the latest lines from World of Sports, Bet River Sportsbook, Bet versus D Trust name and online sport betting. Got to be 21, president in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you have a problem, don't worry. I will solve it. 
Check out my picks while the DJ res- revolves it. Ooh. I want winners. Well, we got them. Five NFL, five college. Five on three. One, two, three. Ah. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's All go right, we're hitting 60% for the year. Let's uh, let's try and push that sucker to like 70 by the time we get done with the playoffs. We got six games, so I only have to avoid one game. What game will I avoid? Ooh, do tell, do tell. I've always t- I already told you I like, uh, I, I don't like, I love the Bengals. I just do. The Bengals are a team that are fresh, that are rested, that before they sat everybody down, they won three games in a row. They've already beaten the Raiders. Granted, most of those points were in the fourth quarter. Raiders are going to be on fumes. This is a 4.30 East Coast start time. That's a 1.30 West Coast start time. Remember, at about mid, uh, about 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock on the West Coast, Sunday night was when the Raiders finished their regular season with an overtime win over the Chargers. I just think they're gassed. Gassed. Um, like the Bengals, a lot. And frankly, like the Bengals and the under. Uh, under is the bonus. Bills taking on the New England Patriots. It's going to be cold in Buffalo, somewhere between 5 and 10 degrees. Check, please. Bills are a really good football team. And one of the things we've seen as we've kind of circled back around to the postseason is the teams we thought we were good are here. You know, the teams that have the elite quarterbacks, Chargers of the exception, are here. The Bills are better than the Patriots. Patriots are a bit of a mess right now in terms of some injuries. I don't know if Mac Jones has been figured out, but I just, I, I think the Patriots, though I think Belichick has done a magnificent job generally in coaching, and I mean, they will throw the kitchen sink at the Bills. There's just a difference when one team, one is at home, that's three points, two has a better quarterback, and three, they've seen their own blood against the Patriots. So it's not like they dominated the Patriots twice and they think they're going to walk in and kick their butt again. They've lost at home. I think this is the Bills by a fairly hand, fairly handily, seven to ten points. Buffalo's a four and a half point favorite. Give me Buffalo. Uh, I do have a dog for you. That's the San Francisco 49ers. I, I've heard it all. I've heard the uh, bulletin board material will help the Cowboys win a game. I don't really get that one. I I love the Niners. Um, it's not that I don't like Micah Parsons, but. There's just something missing with this Cowboy team. And I think the Niners are a team that, when healthy, have been among the elites in the NFL. Now, traveling away from home does give me a little bit. But they went into L.A. and beat the Rams. A very good pass rush. They can run the football. They found a way to get Debo Samuel the football. Uh, am I hesitant because Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make a big turnover? Of course. But I'm going to take the Niners. It's a, it's a favorite of so many for a reason. They got a legit shot. Give me the Niners in the road. Uh, oh, this, this one is the one that, um, I feel like it's going to be closer than people. It's another underdog game. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are great by any stretch of the imagination. I just don't, but I think they're very good up front, very good up front. And, uh, I look, I've said, I've said, I think Jalen hurts is a talented backup, a low, low end starter. But the Eagles have known that, and I know they've played a soft schedule, and they're not. You don't. They don't have to win the game to win the bet, right? They don't have to win the game to win the bet. I, I'm. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Eagles to cover this one. 
if you remember back to last year, we think of the New England Patriots as being this dominant playoff team. They struggled with the Washington football team. Why? Washington football team got after them. Got after them. I think Philadelphia did the same. Give them the Eagles. And the last pick, Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to think Pittsburgh keeps it close. I really do. But then I've seen Big Ben throw football this year. And I know how good Kansas City can be. And I think this is winning time. And I think the Chiefs know it. Give me the Chiefs. Those are the picks. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from beautiful, sunny Southern California. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports, the Better Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Indiana, Illinois, or Pennsylvania. Play gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, you guys remember when you were a kid, right? And I'm not doing that when I was when I was a kid. We used to be able to. I am old enough to remember the 10 cents for a phone call was more 20 cents than it became a quarter. And then you do the. We ought a baby, it's a boy, right? The 1-800-CALL-AT&T, get somebody to call you back. But there are other things that when you were a kid, you do remember. How much of the NFL do you remember when you were a kid? It's interesting, right? The league was not what it is now. Matter of fact, in the mid-90s, when the Rams and the Raiders moved, the league was at its low point in terms of national popularity. It had all kinds of issues. And the NBA was far more popular. Fantasy football... The proliferation of the NFL on TV, those two things, and now obviously fantasy football and gambling, have really carried it. But, but go back, go back, if you will, to when, uh, to 1999, 99. And the Miami Dolphins right, were in the playoffs at just nine and seven, they kind of snuck into the playoffs that year. Uh, Jimmy Johnson was their head coach. That's right. The great Jimmy Johnson was a head coach. People forget he was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Right? But he was also the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And they, uh, they, they got into the playoffs, into the wild card. And, they, and in the wild card... And and remember going into I I don't know how many people like research this, but they actually lost five of their last six regular season games and backed into the wild card. Their only win in that was the San Diego Chargers. And um, they took on the Seahawks and they won. The next game was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is hard for people to recall when the Jacksonville Jaguars in 1999, that was a dominant football team. Dominant football team. They were 14-2 and two on the year. Mark Brunel was 29 years old. He was their quarterback. Jay Fiedler, who would go on eventually to be the backup, the starting quarterback with the Dolphins, was their backup. They had two star running backs and a James Taylor, a James Stewart and a Fred, Ta- uh, Fred Taylor. Right? People used to call him Fragile Fred because he got hurt, but that was only early in his career. Kevin Hardy was nasty on defense. So was Tony Brackens and Carnell Lake. I, I, those, are, those are good, good players. And then, you know, in terms of receiving, like they had, they had Jimmy Smith, who caught 116 balls, Keenan McCardell, Kyle Brady was their tight end. Like, that was a legit team. 
They roll up on him in the second round of the playoffs. You guys remember what happened? Dan Marino's last game. Dan Marino's last game at halftime. At halftime, it was 41 to 7. It was 62 7 at the end of the game. And it was one of those, God, you almost wish. You almost wish you would have lost to Seattle the week before on a squeaker, right? You almost wish. You don't lose six of your last seven games if you're a good team. If you six of your last seven games, you get in the playoffs, then you win a game, and you kind of survive Seattle. Like, you get exposed. And the expression is water kind of finds its level, right? Okay, now let's look at, let's look at, at, uh, at this year. The Pittsburgh Steelers, how good are they? How good do you think they are, uh, um, Jason Stewart? If I said Pittsburgh Steelers, how good is this version of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, it's. I think it's one of their weaker teams yeah. in this era. Yeah, and I think that Mike Tomlin is a tremendous football coach. Okay? Tremendous. They have tremendous culture there. And if we're also honest, the division was a bit down this year, right? That's normally a ridiculous division. They they beat the Ravens last game of the year, but the Ravens didn't have Lamar Jackson, right? And they're the Ravens had 17 players out with injuries for the last game of the season. 17. Think about that. They beat the Browns the week before. The Browns litany of injuries, including um, you know their quarterback playing uh, with a torn left, and obviously not throwing rotator cuff. When they beat the Tennessee Titans, the Titans don't have their best player, you know? The Ravens, they beat twice, you know, both in super close games. That one could have ended up in a tie. The Ravens end up trying to go for two. Like, this is not a classically good football team. And kind of like that team, the Dolphin team that walked into a buzzsaw checking out the Jacksonville Jaguars, what do we have? What do you have for the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, the Kansas City Chiefs have been to the last two Super Bowls and were in the AFC Championship game the year before that. Pat Mahomes is 26 years old and had an okay season only by his own standards. Anybody else's standards, 37 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Um, They've struggled to find a running game, but the passing game is ridiculous, led by Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, 111 catches. Travis Kelsey, 92 catches. Uh, both are about 11 and 12 yards per catch. Then they have Byron Pringle, uh, who's been a big play target. Nicole Hardman, who, of course, has great, great speed. I mean, they got dudes all over the place in terms of speed. But really, they have those two are special talents and a special talent at quarterback. Anybody else feel like this is th- this is that type of game? I get that Pittsburgh is pretty good defensively. Um. That you feel like they can, you know, they can put some pressure on the Kansas City Chiefs, maybe, right? I guess. Is that how we feel about it? But the the, the this is not a great Pittsburgh team. And I, I don't think it's a great Kansas City team. But Big Ben has looked bad in so many different little instances. Last time they played, which was just a couple weeks ago, it was 36 to 10. And this one feels like it's going to be worse. 
it is interesting, right? P- Pittsburgh is Western Pennsylvania, which used to be such a fertile uh, ground to for, for quarterbacks. Dan Marino is from there. Dan the man played at the University of Pittsburgh. There are the Pittsburgh ties, and this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's a quarterback like Dan Marino that stayed probably a year too long, and this is how they send you out. There is, and this is for Isaac Lowenkron, there is no mercy. They will sweep the leg. It's not running up the score in the NFL. It's making a point. Get him a body bag! We talked about it like we talked about it last year. We talked about it some this year. I, I don't buy into the whole, you know, they're 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 bored, but there is a certain hey, when you've played in two Super Bowls and an AFC championship game, forgive me if I don't freak out over losing to the Raiders in week two. You know? Forgive me. Forgive me if I, I uh, they didn't lose to the Raiders, but you know what I'm saying. Forgive me if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and you don't get completely discombobulated because, you know, you lost early in the season to some teams that you, you thought you should have beaten, right? You scored three points against the Titans. The Kansas City Chiefs come in relatively rolling. They've smoked the, the Steelers before. They got to rest their guys last week. They're fully rested, fully healthy, and the Steelers are just eh. The matchup isn't great. Big Ben can't make plays with his arms. They still haven't found a way to really run the football. And even when he gets the ball to his wide receivers, they get a lot of drops. This one's going to be ugly. Get them a body bag. Get them a body bag. Get them a body bag! 